things stuff and words with ben and reed okay ben and reed back for another episode once again things stuff and words i feel like i might be a little bit uh, i don't know lethargic through this one it's been a big day reed we're currently recording this at uh 3:48 p.m on a sunday afternoon and i've already worked four hours in, on radio today before that ran 11Ks as part of my marathon training program and I'm just kind of like, yep, I'm in relax mode now, Reid. I feel like we've had two completely different weekends whereas you've done a whole <laughs> bunch of stuff. I haven't done a whole lot myself. I've yep. literally played video games. I went into town specifically to buy something for a video game mm-hmm. and that's pretty much been my weekend, so... I don't know how you're going to go through this one. Also, I don't know how I'm going to go. I don't have a lot of energy because I haven't really been doing much with my energy. So I'm going to put all of it into this <laughs> podcast and we'll see how we come out on the other side. It has been a little while since we've done our last show. I think um, we kind of had plans for, you know, to come back a little bit quicker than we intended, but it didn't end up happening. So we're back now, nonetheless, for another show in February. So that's two for the year in two straight months. So we can't, you know... Can't complain, really. We're we averaging did, one a month. We did know? say monthly or more, so... <laughs> We're keeping to our end of the bargain, you know, one a month, that's fine. We just haven't quite got to the more part of things yet, just staying on the monthly side. Yeah, we'll see how we go. Now, uh, if uh, anyone's kind of following along as far as, you know, video platforms are concerned, you would have known that from the last episode we are back on YouTube again after the whole uh, VidMe thing that happened they closed down their website so now we basically had nowhere that was the official video platform of uh things stuff and words with ben and reed we are waiting for a new platform to start up now and it seems like they're getting a little bit closer to doing so now that new platform is called flutter (laughs) i just like the name of it flutter it's uh f-l-u-t-t-r flutter.co and uh, we've signed up for early access with that one to see what it's all about. We'll see how it goes in the first couple of weeks. If we like it, that'll become our new VidMe almost and will become uh, a staple to the Flutter atmosphere. <laughs> be BFFs. Yes, exactly. But uh, as far as the show is concerned, we've got plenty that we want to talk about. What's uh, happening on your side of things, Reid? Uh, well, I want to talk about the world we live in that is reviews. We mm-hmm. review everything from a experience at a cafe to something we purchased in store, something we purchased online. And I just want to know why we can't buy something without having to review it all the time. So I think life will be better if we didn't have reviews, but that's the life we live in, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And also, I want to talk about a craze, which has been really popular in Australia for the past couple of weeks. And I have not become part of the craze, but... It's definitely not going away anytime soon. And no, I'm not talking about a fidget spinner. That crazy no. is well, it's truly gone. It's yeah, gone. definitely. It's finished. What about you? Uh, my side of things, I have uh, something that I saw on my way to work this morning at uh, what was it? would have been about 9.30 as I was walking into town. And, you know, on a Sunday morning when there's been a big night out on Saturday nights, everyone's going nuts out in the town at the nightclubs and all that kind of stuff. You expect to see some, you know, not so great things. And this morning I saw a, a big one. 
So more about that uh, very shortly. As well as that, I had an interesting interaction on YouTube in the comments of a particular YouTube video with uh, someone. And this one got to a point where I was actually like, okay, let's see if I can talk to this guy a little bit more. But all of a sudden he just deleted all of his comments and then he was gone. So, and there is a bit of a theory, a bit of a conspiracy theory as to why he might be gone. <laughs> I do like a conspiracy theory. But Reed, I think we'll start off with your whole review situation. What are, what's uh, going on there exactly? Well, I noticed it the other day. I went into a sports store. I might not name them. I might keep that off. You know, I don't want, I don't want to get sued. Uh, I bought a pair of shoes in store because I needed some new running shoes. I, I had an old pair. They were falling apart. I'd used them quite a lot. Um, so I needed to get a new pair. So I went in, I, I looked on the website. They were half price. They were on sale. Fantastic. I could actually, you know, get them for a pretty decent price. Mm. Went in store. There's the, the stock. They had my size. Purchased them. I reckon after about two hours, I get an email saying, we hope our high expectations met your beliefs. Did you like the product? Why not review it and let fellow people know about the product? And I'm just thinking to myself, I just bought a pair of shoes. I didn't have to buy them. I really needed them. So I had no choice but to buy them. I could choose not to run, but I'm trying to lose weight and stay fit. And I need to, you know, I need running shoes. I, I don't I don't run around barefoot. I'm not one of those people. Um, and I'm just <laughs> one thinking of those to myself, ones. oh, bare people walk around <laughs> public in barefoot. Don't get me started. That's a whole other issue. Uh, so, yeah, I'm just getting a bit sick of these reviews. I also noticed it the other week. I had to go in store to buy an accessory for my Nintendo Switch. Mm. And... I needed the product, got it, and about an hour later, I got an email. Hi, did you like the product? Why not review it and let fellow people know about it? I'm just getting sick of these reviews because really the only thing that it's going to do is it's going to go on their website and they're just going to put a four or five star review on their website. Is anyone actually reviewing these products or services even with one star or no stars? And is that going on their website? Are they publishing the bad feedback reviews? Because I tend to believe they are not. Usually, most websites that I've seen, a lot of them will publish the bad reviews, but they'll push them right to the back of the selection. So they'll be on like page 12 of all the reviews, but all the ones that are really good are at the start. And you have to go through about five or six pages before you start going down from four and a half to five stars and get to the ones that are like two to two and a half, three-ish. So you really have to delve to get to the not so good ones. I'm just getting really sick of it. I must say, I do feel for people who work in stores who they have no choice but to have these things reviewed. For example, a lot of... if you work in hospitality, for example, there's a lot. There's a website called TripAdvisor, mm-hmm. and that is literally about reviewing ex- your experience at a cafe, at a restaurant, and that's not generated by the actual cafe. It's generated by some third world, third uh, you know country uh, website, and I, I don't think that's the right turn. I was meant to say. I was meant to say something else, but it's third party. Up. Third party. That's what did I say? Third country. Third world. That's, oh, I didn't. I didn't mean that. Third it's it's done off in those bloody call centres. <laughs> bloody call centres. Uh, yeah, but anyway, these websites and they just review them, and I'm just getting so sick and tired of these reviews. And I feel for people who have to work in these places who have to have these things reviewed, because surely people are just buying stuff because they have to, not because they need to, not because they want to, because they have to. You need groceries. 
You go to the supermarket, you buy the groceries. You don't mm. have to review everything. I'm just getting sick of this world we live in where we have to review everything. I need products. I need services. I don't feel the need to review every single item I get. Yeah, it's, it's kind of one of those things now where, like, I'll buy stuff from JB Hi-Fi Online, for example, and they immediately give you that thing of, hey, go in and review the product, even though it's just kind of like, hey, I haven't even actually used it yet because I've literally had it for half a day, so give me a chance to actually, you know, get my thoughts about this product before I start reviewing. And then by the time you get to that point where you'd like to review something, you've forgotten about having to review it in the first place, so you don't leave your review unless you're really, you know, super into leaving reviews. But I think the the place that's got it sorted out the best is an app called Wish. Have you heard of Wish? I have not. Tell me more. It's basically like a shopping app, kind of like eBay, basically. But you're getting all of the kind of uh, Chinese, you know, manufactured stuff before it's actually got the labels on it. So, you know, you might be going to JB Hi-Fi, for example, and buying a $30 pair of headphones. You can get pretty much those same headphones without the brand name on them for $7 from Wish. So... You go in there, you buy some stuff, it gets sent out to you and it gets notified to you that, yes, it's been delivered. Would you like to review it? And even though you might not even have it yet for the day because it's been sent to your house and you're at work, you kind of go, okay, let's just review it anyway. Because if I review stuff, you give me points and then that gives me more of a discount towards the next item that I buy. See, that makes much more sense. Yeah. See, that would just be perfect. But the whole other thing where they just want to review just so it looks good on their website, I don't like at all. I'm not yeah. all for that. And don't get me wrong, this isn't just exclusive to products and services. This has made its way into the dating world. That's faith. That's what <laughs> Tinder is all about. It's basically about reviewing people. You know, oh, yes, she has blonde hair, but I don't like her eye color. Next. You know, it's basically, it's, it's basically Tinder and app dating. It's all about reviews, and that's what that's all about. So I, I think we are... We're reviewing everything in life nowadays, and there's nothing sacred from the art of reviewing. No, not at all. But uh, I think we might move on to something that happened to me this morning when I walked into my job in town, Reed. Um, basically, what happens is, like, you know, going into the city on a Sunday morning when there's been a big night out of getting people on the, on the, out in the town, hitting the clubs and all that kind of stuff. People get drunk, they go nuts, they go crazy, and they have a big night. And then at the end of the night, all they want to do is basically eat a crap load of food, right? Yeah. So I was walking into town this morning, and because basically I park my car just outside of town, walk up over the hill, and then down the hill to where I work, which is basically right in the center of the city that we live in. And as I was walking down, I noticed on the side of the footpath, there's a vegan restaurant that I, that I walk past every morning. And it's, it's one of those places that I barely ever see actually open, but apparently it's a vegan restaurant that does quite well for itself. Uh, I was walking past and I just kind of noticed out of the corner of my eye something sitting on the steps of this vegan restaurant. And I was just like, oh, what's that? And I've looked at it and I'm like, oh, that's, that's quite a... A large lump of, you know, chunder, basically. Someone's, <laughs> someone's had a big throw up right there. <laughs> Outside of a vegan restaurant of all places. Who'd have thought? And I was just like, is that, is that a, you know, a, a review for this, re- this vegan restaurant, basically? 
<laughs> but I don't think it was because there was a whole heap of McDonald's wrappers and all that kind of stuff kind of strewn around the area, which would have made the people in the vegan restaurant even more furious oh. because there's Macca's wrappers at the front. Uh, they'll get to work tomorrow morning. They will be <laughs> furious at that site. <laughs> but yeah, like I going past the, the front door of this vegan restaurant and it was just like a huge piled up pool of someone's throw up basically (laughs) and i was just like how much food did this person have to eat and did they have any left inside them after they were done here because the like the only way that it could it literally looked like a whole heap of stuff that was mixed up in a blender and then just thrown on the steps in a pile Ah. and then Ah. they'd done it again and then thrown that pile on the other on the pile to make it even bigger it was a horrendous I'll tell you what, a journalist needs to get on top of this story and find out how is this humanly possible for someone <laughs> yeah. to actually do. It, and, in, and in front of a vegan restaurant of all places. Yeah. Jeez. And it wasn't like, you know how sometimes you have like drunk people and they have a bit of a, a vomit and they kind of go, and their head goes from side to side and there's like, you know, a spray of vomit somewhere. This was a very concentrated, like one spot. It was just one big pooled lump. Like they'd just been standing there just going, and just like going out in one stream. It was just insane. I mean, it's like that phrase, when you got to go, you got to go. Yeah. And clearly this person had to go that time and then. I think the fact that this has happened right at the front of a vegan restaurant has just made the story <laughs> so much better. If it was outside the front of a pub, you wouldn't bat two eyelids. But no. the fact that it's outside a vegan restaurant with McDonald's wrappers, yep. oh my God, that's incredible. <laughs> and I've, like, I, uh, I walked past that restaurant going into town, obviously, but going out of town, I was on the other side of the road because, you know, I'd go different sides to keep myself in the shade when it's a bit warm outside. Um, mm-hmm. But as I was walking out, I couldn't see over there, obviously, but the cafe wasn't actually open today either. So they're going to get a very big welcome on Monday morning when they open that place, just going up to the steps and being like, oh, that's kind of gross. But I guess by then it might have kind of caked itself on so they can just kind of scoop it and throw it. (laughs) Oh, 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 my goodness. There's just so many layers, this story. Uh, It was was horrendous. I I could not believe, like, you know, I've seen a lot of drunk people have that kind of thing happened before, but never anything so concentrated and ridiculously sized as that. This person had a big one. I would love the fact that if this person was like a really small adult, it would just make (laughs) it so much better, you know? The fact that a small person is capable of producing that kind of vomit in one place at one time. Amazing. Just this five foot two tiny little girl... (laughs) who weighs like 60 kilos on a good day and then she just has this big massive throw up and her friends are just like, do you weigh anything now? That was like three quarters of your body weight right there. (laughs) I also would like to know if this is something that is capable of being like a dare or a prank Mm. or is this just I had to go so it just all came out at me at that particular time. That's fine. But if this is like a dare or a prank, then it's not it's it's a bizarre prank to do, but I can see the fun in it, the merit in doing it. But still, if this was just someone who had to go, then that's the best. But if this is some sort of dare or a prank, yeah, I can see the fun in it. But it would just be so much better if it was just someone. Yeah, 
all right, I'm good, let's go. It's the uh, throw up on the steps of the vegan restaurant challenge. <laughs> oh, oh, it'll catch on. Put a hashtag in front of that and it'll take off, my friend. It'll take off. Worldwide. Going nuts. Oh, yes. <laughs> Started right here. <laughs> but, Reid, uh, we move on to a bit of a craze that's been going on at the moment that you've noticed. And you've seen this thing going crazy. And I'm pretty sure I know what this one is, even though you said you're going to let it wait for the actual podcast. So reveal, what is this whole craze that we're talking about? Yeah, and it's a bit of a bizarre segue, isn't it? We're going from a story about vomiting to a story about a food which would definitely make you vomit if you have too much of it. Uh I am, of course, talking about the caramilk. Caramilk chocolate. There we go. And to be totally honest, I don't even know how you have a block of that sitting on your table right now. That's insane that you actually have been able to get one. I have that. Plus five more. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> now, bearing in mind, I bought these about a week and a half before it was actually recalled. So that's how I've got it. I haven't been looking on the black market for these. I haven't been going onto eBay and buying it in ridiculous amounts, for like $50 for one block. That's just insane. Did now, you these... check your dates, though, to see? If... Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and they're, they're fine. So okay. there's no issue with the dates. But here's the thing I've got right. Ever since the whole recall notice came about, I haven't opened mine. Mm-hmm. I have had one block, and to be quite frank, it was like, yeah, I'm yeah. more of a dark chocolate kind of guy. But I had to see what the craze was all about. And the reason I stocked up on them was because, one, they were on sale, and it's chocolate, hello. Mm-hmm. But I thought, you never know. I mean, this might come in handy one day. Well, now that day has come in handy. Now... I have no intention of selling these chocolates. I'm yep. not going to put these on eBay. I'm not that kind of person. I can't stand it when people... It's like when the whole NES Mini was a massive thing when that was released. You couldn't find any. You can only get the, them on eBay at like ridiculous amounts. And I hated it. Hated it. So I'm not going to become one of those people. But the, the, the thing about this that's really got me is that... Is this just a, a, a thing because they're hard to get? If this yeah. was... If this was hugely available, if you could just walk into any supermarket right now and there's a whole shelf of them, would they be as popular or is it because by limiting the supply and now by recalling them due to plastic, I mean, surely that's just making them even more attractive. So I tend to believe if there was a whole stack of these in all the supermarket shelves, they wouldn't be nearly as popular. Well, that's the whole thing because I... I have tried the chocolate, but in a bit of a different way than, you know, most people would. They go to the supermarket, buy a block of the chocolate, and then, you know, take it home and give it a try. But in this case, you know, it's one of those situations where it's been ridiculously hard to even try and get yourself a block of the chocolate from the supermarket. And at work, I work at a radio station. We get a lot of stuff just given to us because we're a radio station, basically. Romo, CDs. Exactly. There's a new uh, business in town called Cake Bar. Have you seen Cake Bar on the corner there? I haven't physically been to the store, but I follow them on Instagram. And if all their products are are like their Instagram posts, oh, my God. Mm. It's a uh, new place in town where you can basically go and get a piece of cake and a couple of drinks and previously it used to be a rug store that was closing down for about 12 years and <laughs> and now it finally closed down <laughs> so he, he moved around the corner by the way and he's still got closing down banners all over his store so oh my goodness i don't i don't know about that guy i, I think he just loves the sun <laughs> he's just closing down to get the business of like oh no rock bottom prices before i close those doors yeah and by the way who's got rugs anymore seriously <laughs> 
<laughs> but uh, basically what happened here was these guys were just like, hey, we heard that you want to try the caramel chocolate. Well, we've got a caramel cake. So they brought us in a whole cake with like caramel chocolate on top, like embedded into the icing and all that kind of stuff. And basically everyone around work had a bit of this cake and it was, you know, one of those situations where I was like, well, I just want to kind of try the chocolate by itself. So yeah. I got a bit of the cake, took the chocolate off the top, but it was still coated in the icing. And so I tried to lick as much of the icing off as I could before actually biting into the piece of chocolate to get the full experience. And it was just like it was almost impossible to do. Mm. So I feel like I have tried the chocolate, but not to the right extent that you should be trying the chocolate just by itself and everyone says that it's blowing their minds. But even with like remnants of icing on it, it wasn't that great. I think what people need to remember, yeah, and I think you're right. Like, I saw what the photos of that cake looked like and yeah. it did look nice. But yeah. the thing that I think a lot of people are tending to forget about this is it is white, condensed white chocolate. Yeah. Now, I'm, a, I'm more of a dark milk dark chocolate kind of eater, and that's a great taste of chocolate. But white chocolate is very sickly, and yeah. because this is condensed and there's probably a ridiculous amount of sugar in it as well, it's going to have a very sweet, very sickly taste. So the reason why you shouldn't be eating it in massive amounts is because, well, you're going to be like the story in front of the vegan restaurant where you're going to be vomiting it all out <laughs> in big amounts. It's, it's an okay chocolate. I mean, look, let's face it. It is chocolate. Yeah. I mean... I've never heard of bad chocolate, only bad chocolate that, you know, is way past its use-by date. People will probably still eat it. But it is chocolate, so people are, of course, going to flock to it. But, yeah, I just don't really see what the big craze is all about. I just tend to believe it's because of the limited supply. Yeah. I think it tastes nice. Granted, it's not, not the best-tasting chocolate I've ever had, but I think it's just because of limited supply. It seems like it's that whole hype beast thing that's behind it all of a sudden like you, you see so many things happen and the hype beast gets behind it and all of a sudden everyone wants one it happened with the mini nes it happened with fidget spinners it's happened with like that supreme clothing label that's just stupid it's just like white t-shirts that hey that say supreme on them in a little red box it's like wow good stuff guys amazing fashion no. Don't go there. I've seen it. Don't go there. <laughs> Actually, I went to, we are going to Melbourne yesterday and we've gone up to the train station near our house. We were topping up our MyKey cards and I noticed the guy in front of me who was topping his MyKey card up, he actually had a Supreme backpack on and I was just like, <laughs> oh dude, no, don't. <laughs> but he was like that prime target of Supreme. He looked like the guy who was probably about maybe 16, 17 years old in high school, really kind of cool looking kid who was just like, yeah, everyone's going to think that I'm awesome because I've got a Supreme backpack. I can hold my skateboard on this thing. It's cool as. If that's what it takes to be a cool kid in high school these days, then count me out. Yeah. <laughs> I was never a cool kid in high school when I was at high school and I don't want to be a cool kid in high school in my late 20s. Now, uh, speaking of things that kind of have the hype beast behind them, uh, one of those things on YouTube that has a bit of a hype beast behind it at the moment is the topic of time travel, Reid. Have you seen anything about time travel popping up on YouTube? I haven't, but I think we watch completely different types of YouTube videos. Well, this one's actually gotten so big recently that uh, it's been picked up here in Australia by places like news.com.au. Uh, Kyle and Jackie O interviewed this guy. Also, he did interviews on uh, Sunrise on Channel 7. It's this guy who claims to be from the future. 
and he's from the year 2040 something and everyone's just like yeah sure that's that's working out well for you how's that going and he says that he's had an x-ray of his uh, wrist done where he has something embedded in his wrist and apparently that is supposed to be the thing that helps him time travel and what happened was he's gone back in time to do a mission He failed his mission or something like that, so his punishment was that he has to stay in that time frame that he got sent back to. He's stuck here now. So basically he came from his year, sent back to 2017, failed his mission. They were just like, nah, buggier, you're fired. You're stuck there now in 2017, so you can just stay there. And so now he's saying that, you know, he's a legit time traveler and he's actually like 50 years old or something. Wow. (laughs) All right. I mean, intrigued. Now, I kind of looked into this uh, YouTube channel a little bit more called Apex TV. This is the one that kind of got his story out there originally. And Mm. it seems like they post a lot of videos from people who claim to be time travelers, people who have either come from the future back in time or people from our current time who have gone back or forward in future and then come back again and shared their experiences of what time travel was actually like to the place that they've gone to. Now, they recently released a new video. They released this one on Feb 22nd. It was called Time Traveler from 2075 Reveals World War Three Details. Right. So... This uh, video starts off with a bit of uh, captioning going on here. I'll play it in the background just so you can uh, hear the kind of vibe that this one's setting off. So it first off says, Michael Phillips claims to be a time traveler who was born in the year 2043. Ooh, mystical. This is his story. And then we have this guy. My name is Michael Phillips, and I am a time traveler. I was born in 2043. At the age of 18... I joined the army, mm-hmm. had a few years there, and then I was recruited into the, uh, the SES, the, the 21st SES Regiment to be exact. Sure. We um, carried out a number of missions in countries that I'm not allowed to name because I've signed the Official Secrets Act. This is where I want to stop it for a second. Mm-hmm. He carried out normal missions in countries around the world that he's not allowed to name because of the official secrecy act that he signed in the army. Right. Yet, he, go, he goes on to say that he was then enlisted as part of a government program that sends people back in time to correct stuff in the past. Mm. So you can't tell us what countries you went to as part of your army missions, but you can tell us about going back in time in a government mission, which wouldn't be top secret, would it? That'd just be common knowledge. Everyone would know that that's happening, wouldn't they? Get on the Google machine and type it in. <laughs> so I actually commented on this video and I said exactly what I've just said then. He can tell us about, you know, going back in time, a big government, you know, cover-up thing, but he can't tell us about the countries that he went to. Are you serious? Now, I have got a response to my comment This comment says, I can only assume he'd answer as I would. There are other time travellers from the same period I slash he was sent from, and naming said countries would breach protocol and let those from the same time period know that they've gone out and carried out those missions in other countries, which is against regulations. 
<laughs> so this dude who's contacting me and replying to my comment is basically saying that he's a time traveller as well. They live amongst us. I am talking on YouTube to a guy who has travelled in time. Oh my God, Ben. But wait, Reid. It gets even more in-depth than that. Ooh. You might remember back to the start of this video, Reid. This guy's name was Michael Phillips. Ooh. Mmm. The guy who contacted me is named Michael Phillips. Dun, dun, dun. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So this dude has started up a YouTube channel. He had one video and basically in that video told everyone, yes, I'm a time traveler. And everyone was like, wait, Michael Phillips, that was the guy who was in the video on Apex TV. Does that make you the same guy? And then he commented on people's video, on people's comments on his video saying, yes, that is me, but it's not me. That's a different version of me from a different timeline. <laughs> uh, what? So what? he's saying that there's currently two versions of him here in 2018, and he has no recollection of who that other version of him is that's actually here right now. Which, if you have watched Back to the Future and get the, you know, basic gist of time travel, is impossible. Not going to happen. <laughs> but it's happening, apparently. Because think about it. This guy was signed up to, you know, do time travel missions. So to come back, he would have had to go, okay, I've come back, done this mission, gone back, and now, oh, they want me to do another mission in 2018, go back there again, better not run into the other version of myself that's currently here as well, carrying out the previous mission that I was doing. That's the basic gist of the time travel beast. Could you imagine if they just bumped into each other in the street? Oh, we shouldn't be here. I should be popping <laughs> into you. This is awkward. Um, so, how are you there? <laughs> but this guy is basically saying that he is a different version of that person and he has no recollection of who that current Michael Phillips is that's also here. So basically what he's saying has happened is that he has gone back further than 2018 and then he has, he has done something in the past to change the future and then that future that he has come back to here in 2018, there's a different version of him that's come back. So he's basically created a whole different timeline and the version of you and me that's talking on this podcast right now doesn't actually exist without him creating us in the past by doing that thing that he went back to do. Oh, thank you, our Lord Saviour, Michael yes. Phillips. Thank, thank you, you, Michael Phillips. We're so grateful for our existence. <laughs> thanks to you, O Lord and Saviour. <laughs> oh. But seriously, if this guy is so... This is what he's more interested in, going on YouTube and replying yeah. to people's comments. I mean, doesn't he have anything better to do with his time? Yeah. I mean, seriously, that's what he does? And it's like, you, you, why would you come back from, you know, 20, 50, 70, whatever, come back and then just go, oh, by the way, while I'm here doing my top secret government mission, let, let's just tell people about it on YouTube. We'll disguise my voice a little bit. We'll, you know, not actually show my face and then it'll be fine. No one will know who I am. That'll be okay. No one will know. It'll be fine. <laughs> I'll just go on random websites like 
I'll speak to Kyle and Jackie O, and I'll go on Sunrise, and I'll do bizarre interviews. And yeah. Have people mock me for it, but still get paid to go on those said shows. But it's just insane about how much stuff, you know, goes on with these kinds of uh, YouTube channels. There's so much of a rabbit hole to dive into here with what this guy's doing, for example. I want to see if I can get to one of the points where he basically says uh, something about the war. It's... What else can I tell you? What else can I tell you? Donald Trump. Donald Trump, uh, there He clung to power for two terms, tried for three. However, he was impeached and he was finally got rid of. Uh, then you had... Uh, um, Oprah Winfrey, believe it or not, to try and run for um, the presidency. She was not successful. There was a man called Michael McIntosh, who actually um, succeeded. So, Oprah Winfrey, even though she said that there is no chance of her running for pres- presidency, apparently she's going to do a complete 180 and run for presidency after Donald Trump's second term and get beaten by a guy named Michael McIntosh. Well, she wouldn't be the first person to lie about going into politics or being a politician themselves. But maybe we should look into this whole Michael McIntosh character and see if he exists and get in contact with him and say, hey, uh, good luck for your future endeavours as being a presidential electorate candidate. Yeah, yeah. Now, he also said about... I can't find the bit that he says about the war, but basically what he says is that there is a war... World War Three basically starts off in the year 2020. And he says, oh, it's, it, it's only a slight war. It goes for three years, 2020 through to 2023. And, you know, it's just a slight one. We don't have to worry about it all that much. He pauses for a bit and then goes, millions of people dead, but only a slight war. Well, there are six billion people in the world, I suppose, to him, a few millions just to <laughs> yeah. drop in the ocean sort That's of thing, slight. you know. And, you know, maybe from the time frame that he's in, 2075, that he's come back from, maybe population has just gone out of this world. So maybe a couple of million people dying off. He's just thinking, hey, more room. Great. Uh, How many subscribers does this guy have, by the way? Does he have, like, are people actually buying into this whole conspiracy stuff? Because the more subscribers would tend to believe so. The channel that he was featured on, Apex TV, currently has 376,000 subscribers. Uh, this particular video got 2,000 plus likes and 517 dislikes. And his individual channel, last time I could find it, I think he might have actually even removed it now. The other Michael Phillips that was apparently talking to me. Another one. Uh, he, and another one. Another, <laughs> <laughs> he, um, he had around 36 subscribers and there was about 1,000 views on his video. <laughs> oh my goodness so I feel, uh, I feel like that dude was basically like you know going onto Apex TV and commenting on the, in the comments just so people would come and watch his bullshit video well I mean people would like more subscribers to their channel so maybe if we ever get desperate we can buy into these sort of antics <laughs> and put these on our channel and see if it works you never just know just go through to their channel for a second you might hear some random noise in the background welcome welcome to Apex TV <laughs> Sounds like the terrible voiceover of my kitchen rules. Tonight, they're cooking food. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> there is another dude that they talk to who claims to have bought a, a uh, picture back from the year 2118. And it's like glass spherical towers and whatnot. And he says, oh, it's kind of blurry because that's what time travel does. If you bring stuff back from the past, it makes it blurry. Oh, how convenient. But this dude... <laughs> This old this old dude who says that he's come back from the year 2118, he looks like an old man, 
but a young man who's wearing an old man mask. <gasps> Benjamin Button. And, and, and one of those kind of old man masks that's so ridiculously fake that you can tell that it's a mask straight away. And when he holds his hand up to the camera and says, this is the photo that I brought back, you can see that he's like a 20-year-old with like how smooth and perfect his hands are. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, come on, man. That's not even slightly convincing for a second. What are you trying to pull here? It's a, it sounds as bad as the makeup on that Johnny Knoxville film where he dresses up as a grandfather and yeah. does all kinds of pranks on all kinds of people. That kind Alexander... Of really- Sorry, I'm just getting more random. This guy, uh, the guy who I was talking about, the old guy, his name is Alexander Smith. He uh, claims to be an actual time traveller who visited the year 2118. So, yeah. And he's wearing a very oversized, non-fitting suit and whatnot, but actually let's just play the start of this one and see what they say about Alexander Smith quickly. Be an actual t- Alexander Smith claims to be an actual time traveler who has visited the year 2118. Okay. This is our second interview with him in which he answered your questions and showed an actual picture from the future. Yep. My name is Alexander Smith. I'm happy to be on the show again. Yes, the, I did see some of the feedback from the original video. I'm happy I put it out there. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you can even just tell from the voice that this guy's putting on, it's not an old man, even slightly. And the head that's on the body is just so comically large for the shoulders <laughs> that it's sitting on. It's mm. it's so you get, do you feel like they've just gone to the op shop and grabbed a suit quickly and just gone yeah that'll do that'll make it look really convincing we're a bunch of twenty oh. year olds who don't realise that people will see through this straight away oh that is totally it. it's like those people who go to the cinema who you know stand two on top of each other and try and get through as <laughs> yeah. one person same situation funnily enough that actually happened recently yeah I saw something about that online but I didn't read much about it so I yeah. think they just didn't get through but I thought funny story I like it. <laughs> But uh, even the guy who's been making the most news and was like interviewed by Kyle and Jackie O and Sunrise and all those guys, uh, he apparently passed a lie detector test with flying colours. And uh, (laughs) it was funny because one of the questions that they asked him when he was connected to the lie detector, uh, they said, so are you a time traveller from 2030? And he goes, yep. And then you just see this little tick graphic go, boom. And it's like, Correct. <laughs> oh, jeez. If you believe your own bullshit, then, of course, you're going to pass the lie detector test. So, yeah. you know, it's no biggie. But, jeez, this is the kind of content people are after. Now, uh, I, I'm not one of those people who's going to say that, you know, time travel doesn't possibly exist. It's never going to exist ever or anything like that. It could be one of those things that's out there. It could be a government cover-up conspiracy, just like they're trying to cover up, you know, alien existence and all that kind of stuff (laughs) we just we just don't know but all of these kind of stupid stories on youtube are you really going to going to believe a lot of these it doesn't well first of all it doesn't look believable does it you've got guys having to be old guys and they've got young standing voices and as you said terrible makeup just to look like an old guy it doesn't you've got to make it look believable put a bit of work into it people come on make it look authentic don't try and pass it off and then claim it's real 
be a bit more believable. That's all we're saying. That's all we want. Oh, but I think we'll wrap it up right there because we've ranted on enough about these guys who claim to be time travellers. So. We don't <laughs> want to give them any more feedback, any more on-air time. Go we've to a- them enough. Just go to Apex TV if you want to see all that bullshit, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not to... Not to be confused with the Melbourne Street Gang Apex, by the way, a completely different you yeah, know, organization yeah. together. <laughs> the funny thing was, I saw these during the week, and it actually made me almost want to start a new podcast. And I was just like, <laughs> I want to start a new podcast that's just called Your Story is BS. <laughs> 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 and talk to these people who have stories like this that they've travelled in time, whatever. Hear them out and then just kind of go, okay, here's why I think that story's bullshit. I'm going to open it up to the audience now and see if you guys think that it's bullshit as well. I reckon that could create an interesting podcast. I reckon that'll take off. If we have <laughs> yeah. the time and the ability, let's get that underway and try and find people willing to come on the podcast. Uh, let's do it. Yeah. That'll work up. That'll be a podcast. <laughs> But uh, if you want to see more from the show, of course, you can follow us on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Ben and Reed on uh, both platforms right there. And uh, also we're on YouTube to see the video version of the podcast, even though we're going to be trying to change off that ever so soon once maybe Flutter starts up or whatever other video platforms might be starting here and there. Um, As well as that, to listen to the podcast, you can go to SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and uh, we might try and start getting it up on a couple of different audio platforms as well. Maybe uh, TuneIn Radio and um, other places like that. Yeah, (laughs) but from what I understand, SoundCloud's days are limited, but every time I say that, they're they're still around, so who knows? They might be around for a long time. Charging, be like, ridic- charging ridiculous amounts of money to make people stay with them. I'm wondering why they're not popular anymore. Gee, what a what a thought. Any uh, final thoughts to leave us with on the show, Reed? Yes, well, I'm going to be planning my retirement at the age of 29, thanks to these bad boys. <laughs> and uh, if I get desperate enough, I will be popping these on eBay. I won't be, but who knows. But I'm not going to open them, by the way. I'm... The next time I see you, I might try and see if I can bring that over. That yeah, is, yeah. A, of course, if I haven't, you know, broken down and eaten them in one. <laughs> Who knows with me? You never know. <laughs> over, overindulge and then create a pile of vomit like that person in town did. Yes, yes, yes. Or if I can't get past the level on, on Super Mario Odyssey, I'll just eat it all and just condole myself, you know, all comfort food. Mm. Well, my final thought as far as the show is concerned, it kind of makes me wonder if time travellers are going to be coming back to try and get their hands on that chocolate and then maybe try and sell it in 2019. So maybe I've got to try and lock this down. Yeah, I've yeah. put this in an area where it, people aren't going to find it. Well, let's face it, if it's with me, no one's going to find me anyway, so I'm going anywhere, it's fine. Don't let those time travellers get their grubby hands on your chocolate, Reed. Bloody time travellers, you've got better things to do than annoy me with my caramel. How dare you, time travellers, go annoy somewhere else. Until next time, I've been Ben Rogers. This guy has been Reed Marnie. I feel like watching Back to the Future now for an actual good story (laughs) about time travel. (laughs) Let's do it. We'll catch you next time. See you, mate.